Welcome to This Midlife in Bold, a podcast dedicated to women in the middle who want to redefine midlife and uncover what's possible for them in their second act. A bold midlife woman is someone who is 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old and beyond, who wants to be unapologetically unafraid to live the life she wants instead of a life she settles for. Each episode is a midlife mindset dose of motivation, encouragement, and inspiring stories of courage from the host and her guest on how to overcome obstacles and fear to create and live a bold midlife without regrets. Lucia has made a bold transformation in her own midlife years, with her health, her career, and more. She is a master midlife mindset coach, CEO of Midlife in Bold, Inc., and creator of the Midlife Without Regrets Method, a 12-week program designed to help women get unstuck and overcome their fear of change so that they can finally live life on their terms. And now, here's your host, Lucia. Hey there, friends. Welcome to episode three. Today, it's just me. I hope you are enjoying this season's podcast so far with the guests that I have had on in episodes one and two. I know I'm having so much fun connecting with different women around the country who are doing amazing things in the middle of life. The interviews are fun, and I love learning about their stories, their backgrounds, how they started, how they've pivoted, their strength the obstacles they face, and how they choose to rise up, and just their unique perspective on what I call the best time of life, midlife, of course. If you have not had a chance to listen to episodes one and two, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to my guests. You will be inspired. I guarantee it. And while you're at it, I would love it if you could hop onto iTunes or wherever you listen to my podcast and give me a five-star review if you're enjoying the content and finding it enjoyable and beneficial. As I have learned over the last year of producing this podcast, the more ratings I get, the more it helps my podcast get recognized and ranked higher in podcast land. And I would love to get more listeners hearing my message about living a bold midlife. So if you wouldn't mind reading and reviewing and, of course, subscribing, I would be so grateful for that. And you never know, I may just read your review on a future episode. And one more thing before I get to today's topic. If you happen to be listening to this in real time, tomorrow, Wednesday, October 28th, I am running a free online masterclass all about how to get unstuck in the middle of life and be unstoppable that no one is talking about. That's right. When I was haphazardly trying to find my way through a midlife reinvention, I wish someone had opened my eyes to what I was actually avoiding, the work I needed to do, and what I needed to be successful at making some major changes. But I guess that my journey was meant to be the way it was because here I am sharing all my secrets with you now. So, If you're interested in attending, I'll be running the free masterclass online at 5 p.m. Pacific time, Wednesday, October 28th. It will be a little over an hour, depending on how uh, much I stay on track. (laughs) Uh, Registration is required, so go to start.midlifeandbold.com backslash live dash training. That's start.midlifeandbold.com 
backslash live dash training. I'll go ahead and put that link in the episode show notes as well. So you can always find me on, um, you can find the link in the podcast notes or just find me on Instagram or Facebook at Midlife and Bold and the link to register is there as well. Hope to see you there. All right, so now on to today's topic, uh, which is all about shifting priorities in midlife. And I wanted to talk about this today for a couple reasons. One, because I personally have shifted my personal priorities as I've aged and different things have happened to me, uh, you know, in the course of my life. And second, so much of what I believe about living uh, out your boldest years yet in the middle of life, they just can't be accomplished if you don't have a realignment of your priorities, if you will. Um, And I like to think of my life as having multiple parts that are all different, but that all need to fit together like a puzzle to make a complete whole picture of who I am. So when I was thinking of how my priorities have shifted over the last, mm, say, decade, it's important to note two things. First, the puzzle picture is always changing. Uh, Always changing. Hello, 2020. It's really changing uh, this year. But sometimes the pieces are missing. And, you know, sometimes the shapes of the pieces change, but eventually all the pieces of my priorities, they need to work together or I feel completely out of alignment. So just note that, um, you know, that's really important that priorities are meant to be uh, altered and realigned and reevaluated. So what we run into a lot of times is we operate from an old story or an old place or an old list of priorities. And, and, you know, that good old autopilot type life gets us in trouble sometimes. And so, you know, as you get to a certain point in your life, it's natural for your wants and your needs, your priorities and your focus to change. And so for me, I really need all of those pieces of my puzzle to work together or I'm completely out of alignment. And speaking of alignment, uh, when I was writing out this podcast, for some reason, all I could think about were conversations with my dad. So I don't know if your parents are alive. Mine have both passed. And so out of the blue, sometimes I'll just get these visions of different conversations, a little, you know, 10-year-old Lucia walking by her dad's side or sitting at the dinner table. And When I think about alignment, for some reason, I was thinking about my dad because he always talked about needing to get his car aligned. And, you know, what did I know when I was 10? For those of you that don't know, a car alignment is basically an adjustment of the car suspension so that, um, you know, the system that connects a car to its wheels is is working well. So it's not really an adjustment of the tires or wheels themselves, but it's Basically, to properly align the car, you need to adjust the angles of the tires, which affects how they make contact with the road. Now, I don't know if it's typical to get regular car alignments, but I feel like my dad went often. And so that's why this conversation is clear as day to me. And maybe it's the old roads in Chicago, the bad weather, and the many, 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 like, human-sized potholes on the roads once the snow and ice melts, but I learned a lot about what it means to align a car. And so when I was thinking about my priorities needing aligning, you know, they needed to, they need to be aligned every so often with things like my why, 
my core values, my goals in order to make, you know, that quote contact with the road smooth, right? To, to get me where I need to go. So using that alignment metaphor, um, you know, in the literal sense, I need to make the connection between where I am and where I want to go. And so for me, that includes a regular reassessing of my priorities. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, And here's how some of the priorities, some of my priorities have changed from the perspective of what I consider a whole wellness dimension. So I don't think of myself as uh, a one dimensional and hopefully you don't either. And so when it comes to my my life and priorities, I really think of it as um, a, you know, multiple multiple dimensions. And my training and background uh, is education first, but health and wellness coaching is where my coach training came from. So I think about different things like physical health, mental health, spiritual health, you know, things like that. So um, the first priority I want to talk about that changed for me quite a bit ago was my home. So back when I was living very out of alignment with myself, I was in... um, what I consider to be an excessive amount of space. And now others might not think of think that what I lived in was excessive, but I had three bathrooms. I had a formal living room, a dining room, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a huge family room and, you know, boxes and closets I never looked at. So for me, it was a lot. I was working a lot at the time. I was in grad school. I was never home. I was paying to get it cleaned professionally I had spent thousands of dollars on credit cards to furnish it and get custom curtains and all that, you know, and so it just was so not uh, something that I felt good with. So when I started to shift my priorities about what it was I wanted when it came to my home, I kind of went the minimalistic route. And so I sold that home and I ended up moving into a small one bedroom apartment uh, with the intention of purchasing a condo, but then the real estate market crashed during the you know, recession of the uh, 2007-8 era. So ever since that time, since I sold that home in 2006, I've lived in eight, 900 square feet, maybe even 700 at one point. And you know, while someday I hope to have a little bit of a bigger space just so I can have family and friends over in some separate space right now and for the last I guess it's been, you know, 12 years now that I'm thinking about it, uh, 14 years, really, if I'm thinking about 2006-ish when I was thinking about it, it's been working for me. Um, I I have been in a two-bedroom apartment at one point, you know, and and even that seemed overwhelming. So I guess when you're used to living in a little bit of a smaller space, um, you just get used to it. So, and again, these are my priorities. They may not resonate with you. You may not agree with them, and that's fine. But these are just things that I hope that you take stock of every once in a while. So for me, my ultimate goal is to have a very small, affordable, you know, no frills place in Chicago, which is where I'm from. If you're new to the podcast, that's my home. And I, you know, would love to be there like June through October, get a taste of summer, uh, you know, be there through the summer and a taste of fall. And then, you know, not nowhere near that city when it's when it's the first touch of snow, which actually happened yesterday. Um, so anyway, um, and so and then that allows me to, you know, have something that I'm living within my means. It's affordable. I have a place to stay when I go home and then I can, you know, I can figure out the the winter part. I can maybe get another small affordable place somewhere or just decide to winter somewhere different, you know, or maybe San Diego ends up being the place, uh, which is where I live now. So I don't have quite those pieces figured out, but I don't want to be, 
um, tie to something that is hard to maintain, that has too much space, that's full of stuff. Um, so one of the things that shifted for me quite a bit as I got older is I realized I didn't need as much stuff to uh, feel fulfilled. I'm not going to say to make me happy because there are certain things that make me happy, you know, certain stuff that I have that makes me happy, but I really was kind of overdoing it. So for me, um, I think I'll continue to live in a small space uh, just because it fits my my priorities. Um, it fits my personality. I don't like to be, um, I don't live, I don't like clutter. I don't like to have, um, I just don't like being tied down by things, I think. And so that is sort of the first shift I made. And that happened, like, I would say prior to midlife, depending on how you define midlife, I'd say, or, you know, late 30s, early 40s, that was happening for me. Um, so that, that is in a nutshell, I could go on and on about my home, but that's in a nutshell, a priority. I, I, uh, definitely shifted and realigned. And again, my core value of being free of stuff and of the debt and the burden that comes along with maintaining a property was part of the reason. Um, so that, that is my priority shifting when it comes to my home. The next shift, uh, has happened kind of over in stages, but, uh, the next priority is physical health. So if you've been on this journey with me for a while, you know, I had at one point lost a significant amount of weight, um, you know, 50, 60 pounds from my highest to the lowest I ever got in total. It was 60. I think I'm net like 40 pounds. So I think over the years I've gained, you know, some of that weight back, but I think the change for me in my physical health, the priority when it comes to my physical health, and that really has come to, uh, be another realignment uh, that I made this year is I'm really more concerned with um, the actual physical part versus uh, meaning meaning the health benefits of being strong and keeping blood pressure down and you know having heart healthy uh, you know foods and things like that versus what I look like and so you know I'm not. I'm not uh, going to be higher than thou and say, you know, I wasn't, you know, interested in what I look like in my transformation because I was and I'm still self-conscious sometimes in pictures. But now as I've hit 50 and I realize how important it is to maintain, you know, all of the the normal everyday functioning of life, walking, you know, uh, you know, not being out of breath when I'm walking, being able to bend down, tie my shoes, you know, be independent, really. So for me, um, if I've put on a little bit of weight, obviously, I want to keep that in check because I want to make sure I'm not, you know, adding in too much weight on this 5-2 frame of mine to cause any health problems. I do have high blood pressure. It's hereditary. So I do want to keep that. But for me, the physical health is so much more. It's about feeling energetic. It's about you know, again, staying off medication and uh, really just being able to enjoy myself. You know, when this is all over, I want to travel. I want to take trips. I want to go to places like Europe and Europe's old. And so it's not, you know, it's hard to get around sometimes. I know in Greece where my family is from, there's a lot of unpaved, rocky roads and hard to reach places. So I want to have the ability to see places, get to the top of a hill or a mountain. And so for me, I push myself even when I don't want to work out like tonight, um, I try to get at least 30 minutes in. And some weeks I'm really good about it. Some weeks I'm terrible about it, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. So for me, I guess the shifting and realigning was that, wow, you know, I am in the second half of life and, 
you know, I am a woman. I have osteoporosis in my family. I have a lot of different issues with spine and, and things like that, spine disease. So for me, it's really more of like, I want to be independent. I'm fiercely independent and I don't want to um, purposely do anything to add to any physical ailments that are going to keep me from living that bold life. So that's where my physical priorities have shifted. It's not about doing the hardest workout, burning the most calories, getting the biggest sweat. And again, these are my priorities. You might not be there, but for me, it's, I'm just not that interested in that type of activity anymore. And, um, and I'm good with that. So that's my physical health realignment. Um, when it comes to my mental health, um, again, if you've been on this journey with me, you know, I've struggled with my mental health in the past. And so for me, it's really about being firm on my boundaries, knowing what I absolutely are non-negotiables for me, learning when to say no and not feeling guilty about it. And that's really, um, been, been a big priority shift for me of late, uh, and the last several years for sure, because for me, I, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I think a lot of my anxiety and stress and mental health challenges, although again, hereditary depression runs in my family, I do think that um, I was sort of adding to my own stress. And so knowing that um, those were things that I you know, had to take upon myself and learn. I had to learn to you know, get really clear on what my values were, what I wanted to achieve in life. And, you know, that couldn't happen if I was constantly overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed. So I really had to take into account um, things like shedding people that weren't serving me, um, you know, um, just environments that weren't helpful for me, what I read, what I watched on TV, you know, certain social media accounts. So I had to really kind of put myself in a protective bubble, um, knowing that I have tendencies for anxiety and depression. And, you know, this year has been tough. I'm new, uh, newly moved into a city where actually just yesterday I hit my year anniversary in San Diego and I calculated 221 days from the official shutdown of California, you know, of the 366 days that I've lived here. And so, you know, it's hard to meet people. I'm not sure who I want to connect with because I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't want to get, don't want to be sick. I want to follow the rules and all that stuff. So, you know, the loneliness has been really hard. So I've had to really work hard on my mental health um, this year in particular. But in general, my priorities um, shifted away from doing it all and pleasing as many people as I could and focusing on just making sure I was taking care of my own health, my own mental health by doing things that I knew would get me further along into my goals and learning to say no. So that was a big priority shift for me. Um, again, I've been in therapy before. I have not been in therapy for almost two years now. Um, so I recommend that if you're someone that struggles, but I'm not uh, I'm not in therapy and I'm not on any medication. I haven't been for a good 10 years, but um, it's not something I would ever rule out. But for me right now, I'm doing really good just by setting boundaries and being very clear, uh, communicating my needs to those in my life. So that is helping. Um, spiritual health. So I was raised Greek Orthodox uh, Christian and, you know, went to church my whole life. My dad was the principal of our Sunday school uh, you know, something that is ingrained in me. Um, I, I love the Greek Orthodox service. I love the history, the culture of being in church. 
Um, but I don't go. I don't go often. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm someone that goes, you know, not that I can go this year much, but I'm not someone that went regularly um, as an adult. And so for me, I have found um, my relationship with God and higher power, the universe spirit through, um, you know, just pulling from my teachings from growing up and having sort of my own spiritual awakening on who I am, my place in the world, what I you know, what, you know, what it is I'm here to do, my purpose. And I find uh, ways to shift my spiritual uh, priorities from the actual att- attending of church to a more of an inner work. And it doesn't mean that I'm anti going to church. Um, I just think that like everything you go through phases in life. And so for me, Um, As an adult, the priority shifted away from a traditional have to be there at 10 a.m. on a Sunday wearing a skirt and heels because there's no pants allowed in the Greek Orthodox Church for women, at least not the traditional ones, to, you know, something that was a little more um, that spoke to my soul, that was more aligned with with my purpose um, at this stage of life. So for me, my priority has shifted away from you know, again, the traditional church, attending church service. And that's really hard for me to say out loud here because my family was very, very, both my mom and dad, very into um, the culture and the tradition. And most Greek people, especially Greek women, a lot of Greek women are. Um, And so I've always felt a little out of place that, um, you know, I stopped going as an adult regularly other than holidays and here and there. Um, But, you know, it is who I am right now. And, uh, I'm all about living an authentic life. And so there it is. Um, So that's spiritual. When it comes to financial health, the other piece of my priority that uh, definitely shifted is debt management. And I have been in some form of credit card debt for pretty much my entire adult life. So let's say 30 years. Uh, I'll say when I got out of college for sure, 22-ish, 23 is maybe when it first started to happen. Like when I first got my job and first job out of college and moved out of the house. And it's been so bad to the point where I've been served civil lawsuits and had sheriffs come to the house to serve warrants uh, to almost you know, filing bankruptcy and then down to zero debt. Uh, and then I started my own business. And so that, that zero debt went out the window. So I wish I was here right now saying at the age of 50, I have figured it out. Um, but I have, I actually have figured out a lot. And so, but I'm not debt free. So, um, that is something that bothers me. And so I've definitely shifted my priorities away from, feeling bad about it. Um, So for me, the shift has been in money mindset more than anything. Of course, working to pay down the debt, but the financial priority for me is to have a healthy relationship with money. Because for so long, I didn't think I deserved to have certain things. So then to, it sounds kind of crazy, but to like prove that I did deserve it, I would go get it, right? And I'd charge it. So in any case, it's been a very toxic relationship with money, and it's more common than you think. So if you can't identify with this out there, I'm here to tell you it's very common. Um, I'm in an entrepreneur coaching group, and many women have the same problem that I do, so I don't feel alone in this. But the priority shifting for me has been, in addition to getting out of debt, has been to really work on my money mindset. And I am listening to an audiobook right now that was recommended by a friend 
I'm actually on the second listen and I probably will listen a third time and take copious notes, but it's called um, The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease, who I guess he was a former comedian. I've never heard of him, but so he's kind of funny to listen to. I highly recommend it. So for me, the priority at this stage is yes, to get, you know, obviously the credit cards paid down and get out of debt so that I can make all those other goals like buying that apartment and condo I want happen and being able to travel. But I've gotten myself out of debt before and I've gotten back into it because I've never cured the root cause, which is a toxic and unhealthy relationship with money. So that is my priority right now when it comes to financial health. Um, on the intellectual learning dimension of wellness, um, this is something that's really uh, important to me because I, I love learning, but right now my focus is on, um, you know, and I've always loved learning personal development. That's like definitely my jam, which is good because I'm a coach, but my, uh, my intellectual learning priority right now is how to be a successful online, uh, virtual, whatever you want to call it, business owner. So in addition to the course that I have, the program, the Midlife Without Regrets method, which is online, and the virtual coaching I do now, I want to expand that uh, into like workshops, weekend retreats. Um, you know, when we get back to in-person, we can do those as well. But I really want to understand what it takes to, you know, create a client base, nurture them, keep them, you know, just like any other business would do if they were brick and mortar. So there's a lot of curve for me in the online business world because I'm new to the game. Like I just even having an email marketing platform was new to me this year. Like I was sending emails and blind carbon copies in Gmail, like, which I don't think you're even legally supposed to do. So like all of that is new for me. So my priority has shifted to what can I do to make myself the most efficient business uh, when it comes to working with customers and keeping, you know, doing doing the the coaching, of course, but also like learning all about marketing and sales and, you know, the tech platform and things like that, because I want to work smarter, not harder. Uh, the first time around, I created a business. It did not go well. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the business knowledge. I thought I knew it all. So my priority has shifted to, you know, really, really stepping into my power as an entrepreneur, which is a hard label for me to really say and, and um, believe because it didn't work out for me the first time. So that's my priority right now. Um, which kind of piggies back with the career. My career, you know, is is definitely continuing to work in this professional, personal, I should say, development realm, and you know, empowering one woman at a time to own her own her worth, find her voice, you know, reclaim her identity if she's lost it, and really step into the woman that she, you know, has either always wanted to be or was at one point and lost it due to life, you know, happening. So um, that's definitely, you know, my priority. And that's shifted, right? Because for 20 some years, I was, you know, over 20 years, I was in education and then a member of, you know, a, a union and part of a school district and you know, that was my priority, but my priority is shifting to now, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And my career is definitely more, um, my priority in my career is definitely more independent work where I have the ability to kind of create my own rules and, you know, do what I would like to do and make that impact on a different level. So that's definitely a shift for me and my priorities. And, um, 
two more that I want to touch on. One is friends and social uh, network. And and this honestly has shifted for me for it has been shifting for a long time. But, you know, there's a lot of toxic people and it's up to you to weed those people out. It's hard to do when they're longtime friends. It's hard to do when they're family members. It's hard to do when they're coworkers. So a priority of mine has been distancing myself from for a long time, but definitely as I've gotten older, uh, distancing myself from you know those that don't bring me to a better place uh, mentally, spiritually, financially, all those things I just talked about. But also, um, in addition to distancing myself, putting myself in environments where I'm not the smartest person. I'm not even close to being the smartest person, right? I want to level up. So I want to be around people who are two, three, four steps ahead of me when it comes to, you know, finances or their business or, you know, their own personal growth, or maybe they've written a book and I want to write a book. So I want to know how that's working. So joining a lot of organizations uh, online, especially this year, has been super helpful for me. Um, you know, say what you will about online communities, but it's a community and I'm, you know, there's a plenty of women I've connected with. In fact, one of the guests that I'm going to have on in a few weeks, she and I met online in our coaching group and, you know, I didn't know her, uh, until we connected online. So for me, the priority is if you do not add value to my life, what are you doing there? Right? Like there's limited time that I have left on this earth. And so not only do I want to vibe higher, I want to be around people who are bringing up my vibe and also that I can learn from, that I can have fun with, that have good intentions, um, that don't have, you know, hidden agendas. Uh, so that's definitely a huge priority for me. I, I don't care if my circle is small, which it is at this point, as long as that that small circle is quality, I'm good with that. You know, I was the girl that had 20 million friends um, driving everybody around in my, you know, teens and 20s. And that circle has continued to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. And finally, the last priority I have, which is a newest, the newest one. So this is definitely something that I didn't even realign because it's kind of new for me, is the legacy that I want to leave. And uh, someone I follow here in San Diego, who I actually met four years ago on a trip here, uh, who's a yoga teacher, she, uh, I watched her on an interview. She's in her own coaching program. And she said something like, you leave your legacy behind every day with every interaction you have with someone, with the words you say and I just thought that was so powerful. So in addition to wanting to, of course, practice that on a daily basis, I also want to leave a legacy behind to, uh, you know, to people who um, hear my name when I'm gone and can benefit from something I've left behind. Um, I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned on this podcast, if not, it's probably on my social accounts, but I am in the process of trying to figure out whether it's a foundation or a scholarship, but basically I have something that in mind um, called the Bold Foundation, and it'll be a mentoring program of women mentoring young girls. And I also want to provide some sort of scholarship money to uh, the girls who are of college age or, you know, whatever secondary school, post-secondary schooling they're interested in. It doesn't have to be a four-year college degree. 
and then also would love to award some sort of money to their mothers at the same time who might be interested in also furthering their education or maybe startup money for a business. I really don't have all of the, the details worked out. Um, I need to work with my, you know, consultant and attorney and, and all the tax, you know, implications of all that. But, you know, I don't want my work um, to, to be just in vain. I want it to have a lasting effect. So, Again, that's really a priority for me right now. As I leave, um, you know, as I as I think about leaving the earth in hopefully not too soon, but, you know, I mean, I'm 50 and I know I have a lot of years left, but, you know, this stuff takes time and it takes planning. And so, you know, if I, if I have 30, 40 years left, awesome, you know, but life just, you know, keeps throwing you a curveball. So you never know. So I just know that a priority for me in midlife is now thinking about greater than myself and greater than making the income that of course I'm interested in making. I need to have, you know, a a viable way to survive and live and feed the dog, but it's bigger than me now. It's, um, I'm driven more by this, uh, I'm calling it legacy. So hopefully that's, you know, that resonates with you because that's really what I want to leave behind. Um, for my nieces to be proud of, for the women I coach, uh, for, you know, I was an educator for so long. I want, I know what, how hard it is to fund school, to navigate college, uh, or, you know, just post-secondary schooling. I know how hard it is, um, for, for women who are single moms. I might you know, I have so many good friends that are single mothers raising amazing daughters and, you know, I would love to be able to help them out. So that, that is the last piece of my priority shifting and realigning. So hopefully, uh, you know, that, that, uh, some of this resonates with you. So, you know, what I would encourage you to do is stop and pause, you know, it's been a year. What are your priorities and how, you know, how are they changing? And once you realize that you're not interested in the same things or that your priorities have shifted, the next step is to say, okay, like, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm not interested in doing that and feeling that way in saying those things and being that person. The next step is to figure out how do you do it? How do you get to that? Right. And, um, yeah, so that, you know, and that's the harder part, but really the first step is to just take a real line, you know, take a um, an inventory, you know, take a pulse of where you're at and what are your priorities and say to yourself, is my life like reflecting those? And if it's not, like, what do I do? How do I get out of this? Um, so that's what I have for you today, uh, shifting priorities in midlife. It's definitely something that is a constant work in process. So, um you know, if this is something that um, you need help with, I am always available for a free call. Uh, free call so feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'd love it if you can attend that uh, masterclass I'm holding tomorrow. Again, it's the 28th of October at 5 p.m. Pacific time. If you're listening to this in real time, um, and uh, you know, just you owe it to yourself to live your best, boldest life. And if not now, when? Stop settling for the life that you are living and live the one that you want because time is finite. All right, my friends, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will be back next week. Have a good one.